0: She was pushing a baby carriage, and then she had a Wendy's cup or something, and she just threw it on the ground, and then I yelled at her, and I said, yeah, you're a great example for your kid. Like, you could just walk over to the
1: trash can. It's not that hard to do. Yeah. Great example for your kid, eating at Wendy's. (laughs) From the smallest room in New York City. Why do you have to have the better job? It's a show that gives you a reason to live. This is
0: your show. I get it.
1: Hughes pimp, ex-cop, 34-year-old Eduardo Corneo, out on $200,000 bail, re-arrested now, for violating the terms of said bail, prosecutors say the alleged pimp is up to his old tricks. That would be pimping. He posted a selfie along with lyrics from a performer known as JZ from a hit song called "Big Pimpin," in which he brazenly boasted about flouting uh, quote uh, court orders. And uh, his Instagram handle, by the way, Evil Genius E V O L underscore Genius. We'd like to request a follow. From his now private account. Uh, Here's the lyric. I got a bag for the lawyers. Like, what's your charges? Hop out the courtroom, like what charges? Uh, Big pimpin on your steps, your court steps. Case you ain't noticed, I ain't lost yet. Here's your host, which has since been edited. And uh joining me now, Dustin Chaffin. Hey, what's happening, Dustin? Big Pimpin over (sighs) (laughs) there. No, I do. Wouldn't it be great? What a what a, a difficult walk away to, to be a film. Um, I think I would dig it though. Mm-hmm.
0: I think uh, I got you know I look good in hats and like snakeskins and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, I, I you... think I could pull it. off. <laughs> Thanks, kids. I think so. I'd be yeah. like a the cowboy pimp of New York City. I think that might we might have a TV show on our hands right there. You got the look. That's yeah. for sure. You can manage that. Swag I mean, it like out. Like
1: if you were to put us on the corner and go, which one's the pimp? Yeah, well, no problem. I, c- I can run a comedy club. Same thing. Ah. You know what I
0: mean? It's the same thing. <laughs> I'm pimping out comics every night. Same thing.
1: Yeah, I you guess know. so. Take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Except uh, except you give us some money. That's true. <laughs> Not all of it. Just
0: guys like you, yeah. like everybody. There's only
1: two of you that get paid. Are you kidding me? Come on, the, such is life in the modern comedy <laughs> club exactly. in New York City. Uh, these are the realities. And you, uh, uh, but when you think about the women who you have to deal with to be a pimp, you know the 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 not only the number of the women, you know, because you're looking at like yeah. say this guy had uh, at one time like a like a ten woman stable, I believe. Wow. And uh, by the way, any any time you get ten women together, that's not a stable. That's an unstable. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I I think the psychology of the
0: pimp needs to change. The pimp uh, whore relationship, like I don't think you have to be mean to him to get him to like you know work for you. I think that that's one thing I would do. I think I would try the the sweet approach mm. to you know getting the woman to like you know sell her body for money.
1: You know, <laughs> <laughs> I never would have expected. Yeah, come here. Let's... This from you. No <laughs> respect for the classics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, it's got to change. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a. i you am know, I got a heart. You yeah, know? I roll with the time So yeah, you, you would approach it up a it little. little
1: bit of like, would you, would you mind please giving me my money? Well, that,
0: I mean, you know how it is, sweetie. It, yeah, you know how it is when you're nice to a girl. Like you don't have to be attractive. You don't have, to have money as a dude. You know what I mean? Girls always like a guy that's nice to them. That'll yeah. just listen to them. Like yeah. I think if you could use that with a, you know, pimp approach, it to might be to a
1: point though, because then you get into the friends. You don't want to be in the friend zone with your horse. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, she's working. For another dude, that's uh, that true. That's a dick. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: he hits me. She I respect this, him. She,
1: she's down there pimping for uh down there down there down there uh st- turning tricks for Dante. Uh, Dante, Dante Dante uh a former <laughs> pimp. He's not a pimp anymore. Oh. Uh, Comics are just crazy
0: with all their weird crazy backstories. Mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated with it. He what, does have one. one thing about this though, it's like. I just think this generation of criminals or, you know, wannabe criminals, they're just so fucking dumb with, like, you know this posting of social media, Boy. and like, look at me, I'm doing something illegal. Yeah. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> look at me, I want to get caught. Like, yeah. do you really need the affirmation from like your stupid followers or whatever? Just, it, just I, I get doing illegal things. I oh. totally do. If I could get away with a lot of stuff, I would. I, but I just know eventually I'd probably get caught. So I don't do, but I definitely wouldn't do something and then post it online. And it's just so ridiculous.
1: Yeah, they, it, it's, they seem to think that they're living, uh, that they're invisible, you know, and that, that yeah. the internet is something kind of alternate universe and, yeah. that, and that nobody's going to find it. But they, of course they find it. I mean, they, they monitor it. Now the, the cops even went, uh, they had an initiative to find uh, more gangs and they started monitoring Facebook. And man, they pulled together uh, some some gigantized... It's like, it, that's the that's the hell of it, is that it's, it's your own private fame. You're a legend in your own mind. Yeah, I guess people can't deal with that. It's yeah. not
0: enough, you know. Can you imagine I
1: mean, if like Ted Bundy had yeah. <laughs> Like,
0: <laughs> look at me, I got three heads. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well uh yeah. this guy is uh uh and, and, and being an ex-cop too. This is the, this is oh, not to be boy, mistaken yeah. with Michael Reedsey who true. is uh, another cop who was who was caught pimping just earlier this year, uh, and he was also running uh, the largest porn outlet on the East Coast. Wow, at uh, Staten Island, which I suppose is legal, but uh, he's making money off off the old sex, I guess.
0: Yeah, I would put money down that this guy's favorite movie, Training Day. Yeah, like I guarantee it. <laughs> like he idolizes. I bet he's got a poster of the mm-hmm. Training Day, like in his room or whatever. Like, Scarface too. They all love Scarface. Yeah, but, but Training Day's a bad cop thing. You know what I mean? Like exactly. that whole kind of turn dark thing.
1: Did they ever make that show yet? That's uh, maybe it didn't come out yet. It was supposed to come out in the fall. But the new Training oh, Day TV series. Yeah. And they did a swap. They have a white guy now being the bad cop, and the black guy being the virtuous uh, cop. They have to do that now. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That really bugs me. I mean, you're yeah. talking about an Oscar-winning role. For Denzel Washington. Sure. And you're going to say, that's not okay. We need to make this more palatable. We can't have a black villain. Black villains are are not something that can be uh, done now, I guess. That's too bad. It limits... I mean, talk about limiting roles. (laughs) Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, the, it goes back
0: to the original PC culture thing we were talking about too. Mm-hmm. I think, but it, it could can't be. have any retard villains either. Yeah, you can't do that. But one thing you can't do too is like, who's what black actor is going to be able to like even fill that role without us thinking about Denzel? So I think maybe if you put it a completely different spin on it. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, like if people are giving this Ghostbusters movie shit, but what if like a bunch of, would we be more angry if like Jonah Hill was in it? As opposed to, you know, if they did an all young male cast as opposed to a female cast, you know what I mean? There's something about just like switching it completely. Oh, I see. Makes people kind of
1: maybe accept it more. So I don't what? Know. So you? So in other words, kind of like a, if you remake it, then it's like really is what the point? What's the point in doing it if you're just doing it with a different yeah. male cast? At least Ma- it's a, at least it's a twist. Yeah,
0: they're trying to make it different. I mean, that's you know, I mean, I'm sure there are some PC elements to this,
1: you know, oh, Training Day. Well, thing, yeah. but, Training Day maybe. I don't know, I, but, and I don't know that much about that, but I have a lot of thoughts about the female movie thing. Okay. It's a, I think that when they do that, it's like, it's almost like a way of kind of. Uh, do you ever have this experience where you go to buy coffee and, and they go, hot or iced? And you go, it's hot. Unless I say iced, it's hot. I True. don't, I, I, it bugs me. The question bugs me. It's like as if to say they're equal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now, years from now, when we ask about Ghostbusters, women will say, wait, the man one or the good one? <laughs> I don't think that'll ever and be we'll said. Have to, and we'll have to but, go. Uh... No, it's tri- unless I say female Ghostbusters, <laughs> it's Ghostbusters. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, it's yeah, you know. And it's... I hear
1: they're remaking the Godfather now. Yeah, well, all with female. an all-female. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had this joke in the green room. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> but they are remaking it, right? They are with uh, Johnny Depp.
1: Yeah, actually, which so is... he's a guy who's not afraid to attack a role like that.
0: You know, Johnny Depp, he's made yeah, he's probably made thirty good movies and fifteen bad ones. But
1: you know, i have definitely. I don't know if I can name thirty Johnny Depp movies, but you're, I'm sure that th- well, he he's did made a lot of Tim Burton. Movies. He did a lot of Burton stuff. You, you know? find Burton to be a good filmmaker.
0: <sighs> you know. Burton is that guy that's like, uh, you know, I don't know if they should give him all the reins to the movie. Sometimes, yeah. like, like aesthetically, yes. Like, he's a beautiful, like, when he does the sets and the designs and all that stuff. Sure. Put his eye behind the camera. But sometimes the writing and the, the characters and all that stuff doesn't quite come together. In some of the movies, some were great. There's, like, three
1: or four that I, I really got like. got a problem with the pacing. I find it to be tedious, you know? Really? It's, like, nice to look at. But not every scene should be this languid, colorful thing that unfolds, you know? Sometimes you just need to move the, the, the action. Yeah, or maybe cast somebody besides your girlfriend, you
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> Helen Bottom uh, Carter, like. She's great, oh, but come man. on, you know, he switch it up a little. <laughs> yeah.
1: I liked her in Fight Club, which she was oh, you know, that worthless fantastic. piece of shit she's in Fight fanta- Club. That's such a great uh, movie. this uh, this pimp now. Uh, and what I was trying to get to is that like not only the number of women, but the quality of women, you know, that you're dealing with when you're, uh, you know, with prostitutes, uh, these kind of hookers. he's like, uh, I guess it's Craigslist is what he's working off. Of. Oh, and was the, it? Oh, I had no idea. Really. Yeah, he's using a yeah. computer and. Uh, they, and I just think it would be so complicated to live that that life, you know because like dealing with one woman who is a, a quality woman, yeah man, I mean that's a coin toss already. yeah, not, not even getting her to sell her body but to deal with multiples. I mean, like, uh, Mandy Statmiller and I have taken to watching shows like The Bachelorette and The Bachelor and uh, Bachelor in Paradise. The Price and, of Marriage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and you give up a little something because you start to go, oh, this isn't bad. I like this. I, I actually enjoy watching those shows with her. If, if she wasn't in the room, sure. I'd never watch it again. It's yeah, just yeah, not right. interesting. But, but watching with her, it's like, yeah, you get this kind of weird share thing, I guess. I don't know. But, like, dealing with all these women that they have to deal with. Even there's a show called Naked Dating. And, you know, if you've seen it or not, but these couples meet up, they're naked, and then, like, uh, they have one date and then they have a date with somebody else naked and they ultimately end up with like 3 of them and they have to pick which one they want to keep that's their keeper yeah. they become the person that lives in the house and then that person's there until you meet somebody better yeah but that <laughs> needs to be on stars or hbo i don't
0: want to watch naked dating and it look like i'm watching a japanese porn you yeah. know with it blurring <laughs> yeah, out the yeah. good parts like it, i don't i don't you know what i mean just it needs to be completely you know it's really it's new, tragic yeah i hate that yeah it's blurred
1: it out Ugh. i mean in a way it's like the good thing about it is you can see how easy and and how quickly these people kind of get bored with the whole like the fact that they're naked. But that doesn't happen to you because you know you're not seeing the actual private parts. No, one guy, I got you, and 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 you can see the uh, insecurity of people too about their bodies. Because there was one guy, he has he was kept holding beer bottles like right in front of his <laughs> nice. uh, his, uh, his junk or whatever his penis. And then, like when when other guys came into the house, that's when he started doing that. Before he wasn't doing that. Yeah, you know, he's hands his <laughs> side, you know. And then he started kind of like, started seeing these s- big monster cocks. Yes. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> it's like and, okay, and two guys have actually pulled out the line. I'm a I'm a grower, not a shower. Uh, which you know, who cares at that point? You know what I mean? It's like it, the first impression is is lasting. I think. but there is
0: something to that. I mean, that's interesting that you said that. That's you know, there's something about. Like, um, I don't know, like, Playboy bunnies will always, like, have a, you know, kind of a higher standard of, like, the beauty because they didn't show as much. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I felt like there was a little bit, like, a I don't know. I mean, sometimes you're just, you're like, I got it. This is ridiculous. You're like, you know, your legs are closed again. I need to see a hustler and actually see a vagina. Yeah. But I think there is some allure to that,
1: just kind of not seeing as much, you know. Yeah, I think I always, for me, I... That we all have our limits. And I think for me, yeah. it was the women when they actually spread it apart, and you look up into that uh, vagina, and it's like a, it, it feels medical almost. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. I shouldn't see that much pink. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. just pull one lip back a little, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> Give yeah. me a peek behind the curtain. Over the years,
0: I've gotten a little more into that, but I think mm-hmm. it definitely there was a time where it it just it was yeah it was a bit. You much,
1: had room to grow into that. Yeah, you know? gotta get eventually. When we were kids, when we were kids, fucking, we were the same age. It was like a female nudity when you'd see it straight on. Even like the dirty naked lady playing cards, it was just a straight on shot. You just got to see a woman standing there nude, which is what I prefer. Yeah, I don't need. I know what a pussy looks like. I just want to see the body I don't want to see The fucking actual Everything And the bush was, was I mean it was something It
0: meant something Like I just thought That was You know before I You know whatever I was too young To know anything I thought that was the vagina Like it was just a hair Yeah I remember like Jerking off uh, With an actual wig When I was just like 12 or yeah. something I like grandma's wig And I'm just like <laughs> Just banging it With this wig Because to me That was a vagina Hair <clears> throat> This throat> hair was so sexy to me I yeah. don't know what it was Yeah <laughs> I mean, she wasn't wearing it. I mean, I like you know. (laughs) But I took it off. Returned it when you were done. Just put it back
1: on the on the on the styrofoam head.
0: This doesn't come off now. This is great. (laughs) Extra uh, adhesive.
1: Jeez, this (laughs) smells familiar. (laughs) Wow, that's a great story. That's a whole story. No, 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 it is a great story. That should be. Uh you yeah, that should definitely be on one of those storytelling podcasts, the U C B yeah. or something with the UCB, boy oh boy, yeah. Oh that's my God. Unfair to rapists, I'll say Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had to protest the U C B with signs unfair to rapists. Or unfair to
0: like making Facebook threads national news. Yeah. Wait, are you fucking kidding me? I you know, it's Amy Schumer, I like her, she's worked her ass off. I got nothing bad to say about her, but is that's what gets her on Charlie Rose? Yeah, it's weird. Metzger's post—that's what gets her there. Not all her accomplishments: a number one movie, a number one book, a number one album, a number
1: one like. That's what finally gets her on a show as esteemed as Charlie Rose? I think what it really is. That's probably the only time that she would condescend to do a show like Charlie Rose. That would, that would be my no, speculation that's, on no, that.
0: That's the, that's the Pulitzer of shows, man. That's the You get on Charlie Rose, you've made it. I had no idea. Oh, absolutely. I didn't regard it that way. Oh, absolutely. Does anybody watch it? Absolutely. I had no that's idea. Like the, that's the highbrow show. If you get on... Like, because he's smart, and he's, you know what I mean? Like, he's tackling stuff, and you're you're more interesting if you're on
1: Charlie Rose. And, yeah, you know, he was looking at her like he wanted to fuck her, you know? <laughs> I swear to God, he was he was looking at Amy like, yeah, and so I agree with everything you say. How about this? <laughs> we'll edit all this out, needless to say. This is <laughs> Yeah, you and
0: I both don't want to be in the fucking crosshairs of Amy Schumer's you, team. Jesus, <laughs> not
1: not that she and and my, it must be quickly pointed out, not that she would ever give a shit about. Yeah, because she's cool. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know, like pay attention to uh, yeah. you know, like I, I, Amy is uh, she knows who I am or whatever. But I mean, like she's I, I can guarantee you she doesn't give a shit what <laughs> I can't do it on command. All this is coming out. This is all coming out. All right, so let's talk about the guy who. Uh, <clears throat> New court papers allege he was caught discussing uh, uh, and posting online for prostitution services and deleted uh, text messages. So he was texting about um, trying to get these whores going. Uh, GPS monitoring indicates his presence at several hot sheets motels, hot sheets hotels. Hot sheets. Yes, and in Staten Island and Queens. Uh, anyway, he was seen two weeks ago with one of the hookers. He's accused of pimping in his car. Pretty strong evidence. So he agreed to be remanded uh, in exchange for his bail being vacated, so his parents didn't have to lose their home that they'd put up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny to me. This is this pimp? Uh, you know, he's like and his mom. Yeah, uh, he lost yet. Oh, hey mom, hey dad, could yeah. you help me out?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, you know, it's America is. I mean, is due for a red light district. Like we, you know, it's like that's the problem with this country. Mm-hmm. It's like we're gonna be. CD, there's guys that need to fuck prostitutes. This needs to, we need to buy drugs. We need to do these things. And the more you suppress it, the more these idiots come out. And it's like, if you just regulate it, like, have you been to Amsterdam? Never been. Oh, really? No. It seems like you're kind of town. Uh, well, at one time, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Well, it's, but I think it's necessary, you know It's like, you have to, you know, you have to have something like that That way you don't have pimps I mean, I don't know if the government should be involved But I just feel like people should have a
1: place to go That's You mean I'm they saying. should sanction it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember I would a prostitute one time With a couple of buddies And like, it was a funny situation We were just high and crazy And we were looking in the phone book And then I specifically said, I go, you know what? I go, I, I'm talking to whoever it is The pimp secretary, I guess, on the phone And I was like, I need a redhead but I need a real redhead I want a freckled redhead I don't want some fake redhead Okay And so And the other guy wanted a blonde or whatever So we wait an hour Whatever Fine these two girls show up And it's a Puerto Rican with dyed red hair And I was like This is not what I want And I refused I refused to have I was like no man This is not what I ordered No And so it became this big situation where they were just like You know they're calling the pimp Or whatever to, oh, fuck. Like They were gonna come like Beat the shit out of us And it was like look We'll pay for your car fare and a couple extra bucks just to kind of call this quits and they eventually you know we worked it out yeah but it was
1: like you know they call the human rights tribunal (laughs) because he doesn't want a puerto rican (laughs) huh (laughs) <laughs> wow. That's the next step. Yeah. Once they exactly. sanction it, then they have to regulate it and be like, well, you're not really allowed to choose a race.
0: Well, it should be regulated. I don't know. When a man wants a redhead, a man wants a redhead. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah. But that's what I mean. They'll make it illegal to do that. I don't like Like, you that. could just order a female. That's true. You can't, and then true. it'll be like, you can't even order a male or female. Just yeah, like, you got to just, gotta take have what you just get. someone. Yeah. Could, take be what you a, get. could be a transsexual. Yeah. Now you got to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I want a redhead transsexual, though. Yeah. As long as it's a redhead, I don't care. <laughs> so there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Prosecutors uh, didn't say whether they plan to bring additional charges against Cornet, you know, who we began discussing a little while ago. He's uh, facing a minimum of 10 years if he's found guilty. His trial set in January in Williamsburg, a 39-year-old man dropped by his ex-girlfriend's place where he's accused of sexually assaulting her before absconding with the couple's toddler, which I don't understand at all. Uh you know, you, when you read the facts of the case, it almost seems like this guy's kind of getting railroaded just a little bit, and then he gets desperate towards the end and feels like uh, terrible about it. But uh, yeah. uh, I mean, there's no. Uh I don't really know what the, where the accusation is going to lie on the, on the sexual assault. Uh, yeah, it, what kind of loser has to rape his ex, though? I mean, like, they're
0: always, you know, calling and stuff. Yeah, exactly, <laughs>
1: especially if you've got a kid together. <laughs> yeah. You know, then, like, uh, she's happy you came by. So yeah. um, uh, this is a guy named uh, Leonel Moranta actually. He only got a few blocks before he called the woman and told her he was ready to kill himself and their daughter. And uh, I mean, how many times have you heard it said that until you have kids, you just don't understand? <laughs> yeah. Uh, The police caught up to him. They began a dialogue, and then, of course, they started talking about the care of the baby. And uh, they offered to change the kid's diaper, and he was like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah. Have have you ever
0: smelled a baby's diaper? That's like the worst smell ever. That'll break a man. That'll make a man go, "Okay, I give up. I surrender." That is the worst. I don't know why. How a little thing like that can make so much just,
1: just toxic waste. It's horrible. I really don't know. And thank God I've never been uh, like deeply. involved with changing a diaper. I mean, like, back in the old days, it used to be these uh, cloth diapers. Yeah. And that was... Imagine how much more that would have sucked to oh, have yeah. to, like, wash out the diaper afterwards. And, then, of course, they just throw them in the garbage where they belong. Yeah, it uh, pollutes Well, pollutes our air, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's just killing us. <laughs>
0: baby kind of shit stuff. is killing us, yeah, Baby whatever. shit is ruining <laughs> It really is. The world. ozone
1: layer, but whatever. It's cool. <laughs> I don't want to turn into one of those people. It but. says they subdued him without incident and recovered a knife from his pocket, but his suicide attempts weren't over. He tried to hang himself in jail... And uh, police stopped him before he could harm himself. He tried to hang himself with a strip of his uh, pants, his Tyrex pants, because his clothes were uh, back uh, for evidence. Mm. So an arrest is one thing, but uh, and you can see why they stopped him because an arrest is one thing. I mean, but when you have a dead body in a jail cell, that's yeah, it's a lot of paperwork. Exactly. They uh, (laughs) and a lot of scrutiny too when somebody hangs themselves. uh, And then you traumatize the other guys too. And it's like you don't. Yeah. Can you get this dead fucker out of (laughs) here? I read about a prison in Syria where they leave people in with dead bodies. Really? They've they uh, I forget the name of the prison, but it's the worst one in Syria. It's notorious. Basically, you go there, you're not coming out. I mean, oh, like wow. they a lot of people die in there, and and, and in gruesome ways. They uh, they rape uh, the prisoners with a. Uh, one guy got raped with a cattle prod, Oof. and uh, he talks about the first time that happened. Something, wow. you know. And of course, there's a, the range of other things, you know. But like, they had him hanging up, sort of like his arms in the air, and like the cattle prod into his anus. Oof. Wow. And then they, uh, and he had a, you know, his covered, his face covered, he couldn't see. Uh, and then when after they'd raped him with the cattle prod, they pulled it out and they took the the you know blindfold off or whatever. And he said, he, and his dad was standing there. <laughs> They wrecked no. him in front of his dad. No. Did they really? Yeah, they brought his dad in to watch. Oh, my God. So, that's... Jeez. Well, I'm always, like... Um, it's, it's humiliating. Oh, my, are you kidding me? For everyone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even the guards were going, we really didn't want to do this. And he got to sing for the Pope. Yeah. But I... <laughs> Why isn't this fucker dead yet? But I just...
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I watch, I'm really fascinated with Locked Up and Abroad. I don't know if you watch those shows. Never seen oh, it. Never <sighs> heard of it. They're locked Up and Abroad. They're fantastic. They have a whole series of them on Netflix. But it's always some asshole that thinks they can, like, you know, smuggle, you know, cocaine through Peru. Uh, airport or something or like go through you know some European airport and you know basically most of them get caught for smuggling drugs just but, but you know hey take this suitcase for me or whatever that kind of thing and it's always the stupidest thing and it's always somebody it's like hey I'll pay for you you know a, whole, a trip to Paris or something for a weekend with your girlfriends but you got to bring this bag back and it's always and they always get caught and it's just and
1: that, yeah I mean well, they even ask the question if anybody's given you anything to take on a flight let, and, and then don't do it yeah if anybody's asked you to and, and I you go who would do that? Anybody's I guess people who do
0: paying for a trip to South America and then but you got to bring something back through Colombia or something. Like, don't do
1: it, dude. No, you're going to be in be. a shitty jail, and you know. That's yeah. I love that movie. That, really Lo- but locked up and abroad is a show that details all this kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and, and you like don't wanna, every episode's a different one. Yeah, and you don't want to be locked up in a foreign country. Yeah, which is why uh, the whole Ryan Lochte thing, you know, was oh, such yeah. a, a a funny thing because, like, even in that situation, these guys are. Uh, well, they're in a foreign country. They're in, uh, I guess, Rio in Brazil, uh, and uh, they trashed a bathroom, right? And then they, okay. they, what they, the guys, uh, they broke like, uh, trashed a bathroom. Well, let's not stretch it. They, they broke the soap dispenser. Uh, I think they broke a mirror, allegedly. Okay. Which uh, broke a mirror? Who knows what that looks like? Could be cracked. Could be, you know, broken into a million pieces. Who knows? And I think they broke a door. It says, but you know, what I mean, like a, the the door of a gas station bathroom <laughs> is never in good condition. You yeah. know what I mean? It's always fucked up. And I can imagine yeah. in a foreign country, uh, you know, out, outside of town, it's going to be just uh, a lot worse. So then they they were detained a little bit by the owners, and then they had these. Uh, they got into the cab, then they got told to get out of the cab. They were held at gunpoint. Yeah, told to sit down. They gave them some money. There's dispute over how much it was. So. Uh, and then, of course, they have to, you know, soon later got arrested or they were, they whatever happened, the police, they had to deal with the police, deal with the official people. But they were held at gunpoint by people who are not cops or anything. They were just like yeah. security So they guards, did so. give them money to get out of the situation. They gave them money. And uh, the, according to the authorities there in Rio, it was something like. Thirty bucks or forty bucks or something, but they say it was like four hundred bucks. Yeah, those places are shady. I
0: remember uh, I was flying into Djibouti, uh, Africa, and I was doing a show for the troops, and we we got stuck at the airport, and they basically said, you know, give me your passport. We gave it. Three of us were comedians, and we were performing on the shows out at the base, and they just basically got our three passports and put them under a pile a pile of other passports like a stack like probably you know about 10 stacked high and they're basically like you know if you want me to you know move this along then you know maybe you could they didn't they worded it in a way that didn't sound like we had to give them money but implied that we should probably give them money and then we ended up just you know giving them like a hundred bucks between the three of us and they're like okay stamp boom and then just we got right through the airport so there's always some shady shit with americans they try to pull wow you know in certain countries like they always did yeah because they think we're all just
1: loaded yeah you know yeah all us and our big <laughs> yeah. wealth
0: yeah i think we're all just living in these mansions mm-hmm. and you know we could just throw money around because wow. we're not living in their
1: shitty country so so yeah they probably were held up in a way it was probably uh, that kind of thing and, and they and, and who knows what the bathroom who knows you know that's it's I was I didn't get I mean the an investigation in a foreign country whatever so but you know what I had thought that and, and a lot of people said a lot of things about white privilege in that situation that they exhibited a, a like an, a degree of arrogance and and etc cetera, etc cetera. well these guys are Olympic swimmers they're going to be arrogant. Uh, they're representing our country, so I guess they should be on their on their best behavior and and all that. However, here's something that I think: if you, if these guys would have been like like move the situation and the color of the of the uh, swimmers, you know, what if this was in the deep south and they were black? What if they were held at gunpoint for allegedly trashing a bathroom? Yeah, and 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 there was a, an exchange of money. Wow, what a different response that would be! Yeah, absolutely. No, there would be a new hashtag for that. Yeah. So, <laughs> The old ones, (laughs) Black Lives Matter (laughs) Plus.
0: <laughs> Some just extra Yeah White I, thing I, I, I Yeah I don't know It's like it's Well for, I didn't realize He was uh, as old as he was 32 I thought the kid was like 19 or something so Oh that's That's yeah. old Yeah 32's You know when you're 32 And you're drinking like that And you're going crazy And stuff It's like eh, You know It's it's probably You know But apparently Those swimmers party You know It's like Michael Phelps With the bong And smoking weed And all that I so. suppose at the end Of a, yeah. a long
1: Grueling trail That's ended in Olympic gold You go yeah. Hey I think I can Knock back a few Oh
0: well he's amazing I mean he the fact, the stuff he did it. old, you know, he was, he's thirties too, right? Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah. But, the, but the other guy's got to do something about the hair, does he? I don't know. I mean, he's got this white hair. Oh, I does. thought he, I thought he'd gone gray. Oh, he does have white. And yeah, I yeah. mentioned it to. Saw uh, the
0: chlorine, maybe.
1: Exine. <laughs> you know, Xine. <laughs> oh, at, uh, stop yeah. name dropping. <laughs> on <your> Sorry. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> But he said, uh, he's like, oh, no, that's what they're doing. It's like he did it on purpose to make it look like that. Oh, yeah. That I don't get. Well, uh, I also think that in this case, the guy goes by, and and, okay. Uh, For all I know, this dude came by, raped his ex-girlfriend, and kidnapped their kid. Okay, I'm saying very possibly the case. I'm also saying this is reported by the Daily News, which is always sympathetic to... um, or whatever, uh, <laughs> a, a, a certain people. So the, uh, the, the, uh, the headline says rape. It says the headline is Brooklyn dirtbag who raped his ex, abducted their toddler, surrenders to cops to avoid changing dirty diaper. That's the headline. Now, that's boy, that got me to click it. Uh, and a great headline in that case, uh, in that sense. However, he's not accused of rape. He's accused of sexual assault. And uh, those are two different things and uh, abducted their toddler. Okay, did he abduct the toddler? He's the father. Yeah, you're the dad. Is that really? I mean, yeah. I yeah so, like, I mean, I, I guess you can, if you don't have, uh, what do you call it, any sort of parental rights or something like that, but does he? I don't know. I mean, that's not really covered. Uh, I don't think that there was a restraining order in place or anything like that. So he, sho- he shows up, and um, I it, it just seems suspect to me. Why would somebody go over there? Like, I am like I'm going to go over and just... Rape my ex, you know, or, or or something, and and now in the sexual assault line, regardless of of you know what anybody might might say to disagree is is this it it's blurred, well, it's very blurry. Well, it's blurred, it's definitely blurry with somebody that's you're you know
0: have a relationship with. I mean, God, I mean, a kid, and that's a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. But it's like one thing. I I remember, you know, I I got in a fight with an ex of mine. I was actually moving out of the apartment, and we were like, you know. Just yelling at each other It was heated And it was crazy And I'll I'd be, I'd be honest with you It started kind of Turning me on Because she was just it was Redhead And she was just like Yelling and just Son of a bitch And whatever And I thought I could just like maybe grab her and kiss her and make the moment turn. Yeah, and so I was. <laughs> it like, felt like that to you. Yeah. yeah. So I grabbed her and I started to kiss her, and then she just bit my lip. And I was I couldn't get my I couldn't get my lip out of her mouth. Oh shit! And then I have a scar on my hand. You know, when she she bit me, I tried to pull. I was pulling my lip out of her mouth, and she then she bit my hand. So I'm just saying that can happen. Where you think as a guy. Maybe he tried to like, hey, come on, let's make this and then she was like, Fuck you assault. And she thinks it's necessary to bite your lip. I mean, that's yeah. assault. To me, you yeah, that was assaulted. Oh, absolutely. But I'm just saying with this situation I understand when, you know, there's a heated yeah. relationship and then maybe he did try to like, you know, maybe make it
1: turn into something and I'm not saying that's what happened. But of course. guys
0: guys do that sometimes.
1: And and you and and it's impossible not to speculate that and yeah. that maybe if uh, he hadn't have left with the kid, which probably enraged her then uh, maybe this wouldn't have been reported as a sexual assault but maybe yeah. since he took the kid she's like oh guess what exactly well that definitely happens yeah yeah and and why can't the dad just take the kid why well I mean yeah why not I mean can't yeah. take her again I mean sure you can't take the kid uh hell's a if, kid like uh, no. 16 <laughs> 26 How's a kid <laughs> a toddler uh, I, I, okay. I think four okay uh, so I guess there should be like a, a mutual understanding on, on where the kid's gonna be or not be. You know, I don't think the kid can just like uh, that. He can just go up, show up, and be like, "I'm taking it." Yeah. So maybe he wasn't really right to leave with the kid, and then maybe he called and he and he probably didn't call and say like, "I'm gonna kill myself and the kid." He probably called and said. Hey, uh, I, I here. I am. I, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, I feel bad. I just yeah. left. I mean, like we got to work something out. Oh, I mean, like I forget. The and then she's like, "Oh, I already called the police and reported you for sexually assaulting me." Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're going to jail for rape. I that guess. was rape. And then he's yeah. like, "I'm gonna fucking kill myself," you know? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. I, or maybe he didn't even say it that specifically. Maybe he yeah. said, "I'm I, I'm gonna hurt myself" or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I did forget about the suicide thing. And then, oh, but a lot of shit can be. That's you know, true.
0: That's true. She, I feel, yeah, women can manipulate it. And Men can hook it up to f- further
1: manipulated by yeah. the daily news. Uh, it, it's it's all fuzzy, and and like I can see, but I guess what I'm saying is I could see where like that kind of accusation could lead a guy to be like, Oh, f- are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you know, like with the guy just goes off the deep end, then you know, like not only did I come over now, I, I sort of felt here I am with the kid. I called a few blocks away just to like, you know, try to like rectify this, maybe. Yeah because he gets a moment to think to, to think you know he gets like out of out of her presence and he can kind of put it together and then and then like man it's it's not only is this not going to make it better it's gotten a hundred times worse in your absence <laughs> uh i don't know if all that happened and i'm not just trying to be an apologist for a criminal if the guy did what he did he sh- he, he certainly should be in trouble and i hope that he's punished however uh, you know, when, when when the facts are this fuzzy, and, and I know that they're presented in a certain way that can be misleading, then just, you know, be aware of what you're reading. Uh, the alleged killer of an imam and his assistant, his aide, as he's referred to, he's accused of uh, shooting them both on the street. He was arraigned on charges of first and second degree murder. Queen's assistant DA Peter McCormick called it a premeditated assassination. He said, uh, as they were leaving the mosque, the defendant ran up behind both of them, Excuse me, and pumped numerous uh, bullets into them, striking them both in the head, leaving them lying on the street, mortally wounded. And a mom was shot. And this was in Queens, uh, Ozone Park, near a mosque, and uh, accused his 35-year-old janitor, Oscar Morell, he's charged with the broad daylight shooting in Ozone Park. He says he didn't do it. Yeah. And a witness brought in to identify him failed to pick him out of a lineup, really? instead pointing to someone else. Which is uh, now they probably, I guess. Uh, how do you get a good look at it? I mean, I, I you see the shooting on video. He Walks up behind him, shoots, and walks off. That's the end of it. You can tell it's him on the video. No, you can't tell. Oh, okay. it's it's from from the video. It's it's uh, at a distance. Yeah, a lot of video. Nothing that you do, even way out. Ozone Park's way out by Jamaica. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's far. It's it's way out of the city, and they still have cameras everywhere, and a lot of crime. That's uh, a in that that's area. a
0: tough thing to do. Have you ever had? To, I've had to do that. Have you ever had to uh, pick somebody out of a lineup? Jesus. No. Yeah, it's it's one of the most it's stressful things i ever had to do in my life. And it was, like, one of these things where um, it was actually wasn't a lineup. It was one guy, and they were trying to, like, pin it on this one person. Um, it was when I first got to college here in New York, I, I um, got held up. And it was like uh, the guy had a sweatshirt on, and in retrospect, he probably had his hands in his... In his shirt that was meant to be a gun, but was his fingers, you know, but you're, you know, you're a kid in New York City, you don't know what you don't want to take a risk. But he was like, I'm gonna kill you. I got a gun. And he like threw me up against one of the grates in front of a closed store. And then um, basically, I gave my wallet, and then he just took off. And then all of a sudden, these um, salt and pepper type Chicks pull up in a car and they're like, "Yo, we saw that motherfucker. He tried, he robbed you." <laughs> <laughs> like, get in the car. And I was like, "What do you mean get in the car?" Like, then it, for a second I thought, "Are they with this guy? Like, am I going to end up yeah, dead?" Yeah, yeah. But I was like, "Okay." So I get in the car with salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. And then we, they, they basically, they, they somehow saw him go down in the subway, so they drive in and everything We run down in the subway. The subway guys are like, "No, I don't know where he is." Anyway, he got away. But so then next thing you know, I'm talking to the cops, and then the cops are like, "Okay, come here." And okay, get in the car. So they put me in a cop car on Union Square. And then they have this guy who's kind of like, you know, just handcuffed. And I can see him probably maybe 10 feet in front of me. And they're like, that's the guy that robbed you, right? And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. And I was looking and go, okay, that's him, right? And I was like, "Ah." and I'm sandwiched in between two cops. And, you know, the guys with the mustache, big fat guy. And he just, salt,
1: pepper.
0: So, and they're—I mean, almost nudging me. Wow, this is the guy, right? <laughs> right? And I'm this little Texas blank kid, just off becoming a Mormon and thing. I was just—and I was like, yeah, that's him. Yeah. And uh, and and I knew it wasn't him in the back of my head, but uh-huh. I was just like, well, maybe you know, they said they found crack on this guy. He had a knife and he had crack. And so, and what year was his 90s? Right? Yeah. It was the late 90s, right when I got here. And then, uh, so I'm freaking out, whatever. So they take me to the police station, and same kind of thing. They look through a thing. I'm looking through a glass, and they're like, okay, is this the guy? And I'm, so they did it on the street, and then they did it in the glass. And I said, uh, yeah. And so I looked through the glass, and like, that's the guy. And so I had to write a statement, and it was like, horrible thing or whatever. And so I kind of let it go, and then, um, and I kept thinking about it. I was like, this is not the fucking guy, man. And yeah. I kept like, it kept weighing on me, and then... They had they subpoenaed me because I kept like they kept coming to my dorm room and I just would just not be there. And the cops would come and they're trying to get me to like do the final statement on this thing and I just wouldn't go. And pretty much, you know, I I called him up. I said, I I can't go through with this. Like, I don't know for sure if this is the right black guy you think that robbed me. I don't think it is. So I ended up detracting my statement. I was like, This is not, this is not him. Wow. And I ended up, but it became this big thing. And I was just like, It was so easy to be like, Yeah, that's him. And then I was like, No, fuck that, man. If you don't know for sure then you should never you know jesus just go through with that so
1: this is the guy right <laughs> i'm
0: telling you it was pretty much that that's intimidating it was horrible and yeah. like well, you get to go well
1: what's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, what do you, I mean, what, yeah.
0: what do you say? I mean, I mean, yeah. this guy was probably a bad person. I mean, you're not just walking around with crack and a knife and helping children. But still, he if didn't, he in fact had crack and a knife, that's true I mean, he like, probably
1: he, didn't. I mean, if they're yeah. nudging you for a yeah.
0: for a for a false ID, then, then but he ain't gonna go down by me. You know, that's. That's and you didn't go through with it that's yeah.
1: it takes the courage to do that I mean like uh, doing the right thing eventually is is just as hard as doing the right thing in the moment sometimes oh, you absolutely. Know? Like, and you see yeah. how that feels yeah. well uh, like I said uh you know this uh imam is dead and they tried to make it a hate crime right away a lot of uh people came down you know and 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 they were rooted for justice they were like we want justice we want uh you know uh I, what I guess oh hold on one second this is like it's, it somehow—I don't know how it interacts with that. Oh, at a it point at fifty-seven minutes, yeah. I don't know why it does it, um, but they—they uh, they wanted revenge. This guy—he uh, did or didn't do it. I mean, uh, you know, he was involved in a hit-and-run crash just three miles from the murder scene. When was that? Uh, that was right then. Uh, It—I believe it was the same day. I think it was. Uh, it was <laughs> I mean, let me let, wow. me let me pick pick this up. See, i motive is unclear. It's being investigated as if a as a hate crime, and he was involved in a hit and run crash just three miles from the murder scene. Hmm. Uh, see, I, I thought that was the same day, but I'm not seeing that right now. So I, I mean, I can't say with certainty, um, but uh, it was it was presented as if like it happened like right afterward. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dumb people that are really you know kind of buying into this Muslim hate, and you know, and not you know trying to basically you know just every muslim person's trying to kill americans and trying you know they get caught up in this tornado of hate and mm-hmm. i can see where it's usually dumb people that kind of get caught up in that and do horrible things
1: yeah but, I, yeah but i also think that there's a there's the a mistaken idea that americans are going to attack mosques mosques after you know uh, attacks and stuff like that yeah. i don't know if that happened after 9-11 or not even a little bit maybe yeah. a little yeah uh, and, and 9-11 was such a gigantic deal. But I think that it's overwrought because, like, down in Orlando, they wouldn't defend Milo when he came down there to talk, uh, you know, the gay conservative guy, mm. to give a talk at a college uh, because uh, they were like, well, we can't protect you, we can't defend you. And I think he, he had even paid for, like, private security or something, but they, they, they're they not interested in, in protecting that. They don't want him down there. Uh, but they... Uh, that the, the police were guarding the mosques. Mm. They were like literally outside with guns protecting them, which is interesting because, you know, what, I mean, I just can't think of too many instances where there were these, where gangs of conservative Americans, you yeah. know, showed up at mosques to to attack. Uh, I mean, it could be wrong. I mean like people say I remember a Sezan Sari's article you know in the New York Times he's like uh, telling his mom don't go to pray don't go to the mosque and stuff like that yeah. and just I just don't think that uh the M- Muslim hate crime accounts for a very small percentage of hate crime in the city very 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 small very yeah. small Yeah and I d- I think those
0: guys the uh the radicals that are doing all the harm, they're about as religious as Italians are Catholic. Like, you're better off going to a hookah lounge or something than, you know, you're probably going to find those guys in the, a more seedy Arab-type town, you know, doing stuff. Probably even at a strip club, it seems like that's their dirty little a secret. A, a seedy Arab town, like yeah. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but they did. Like, I live in Queens, and mm-hmm. they have, like, a... A section that's they actually there's an ISIS it's actually called the ISIS hookah bar like it's it, it's on Steinway in Queens. <laughs> they might have changed it over the past couple of months. I assume they would have to. Oh, I thought that was a nail salon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they uh <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know what I mean like I just say I'm just saying the, the guys that are they're
1: probably not at the mosque is they're 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 somewhere else I don't know, I think that they're very devout, yeah, I think they're extremely devout, yeah. I think they take such a literal interpretation of that stuff that they you know, move forward with it. I think that they're yeah. the ones that are, in a way, are walking the walk.
0: I don't know. I think it's more of a you know distorted view of that religion, for sure. One would like to think so, you know. Eh, mostly, I, I don't know. I want to. I want to I, I hope so. That's what Obama tells me, and I yeah. want to. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe. I want to believe that.
1: All right. Well, uh, this uh, Hunter, a guy, uh, he's described as a neighbor or, or a guy who was a witness of that uh, crash that I mentioned with a. His name's 52-year-old uh, David Hunter. He witnessed the hit and run crash. He described the New York he's described by the New York Post as quote a fashion designer from Brooklyn who was headed to pick up fabric for some dresses. Now that is complete reporting. Hunter <laughs> describe cuz you know that guy, you know what I mean, oh, he I went just, to Parsons, I get it. <laughs> yeah, he described the suspect's <laughs> eyes on the day of the crash. He said they looked angry. He had such craziness and anger in him. He looked like a madman. <laughs> Man, that <laughs> Is, uh, I mean, a hit and run crash. He had a look uh, in his eyes, huh? And he had a crazy. That's road rage brings out the crazy man in a person, I think. I don't know. I don't trust people. Who don't have road rage. Like, if, you know what I mean. Like, if if you don't have road
0: rage, you're probably not paying attention. Like, that I do believe. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you gotta like you gotta be. You know, I think it makes you sharp when you're like yelling at other drivers and stuff.
1: Yeah, that, but but that's a
0: contained rage. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm talking about the, oh, the killing the, people. The, 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 once you go past <laughs> the point of no return, you know, where you're like getting out of your car, say. Oh, we yeah, get out of yeah, your yeah. car and come over and start yelling at somebody's okay, window I got gotcha. you yeah, I mean that's to me that's the road rage my father did that when I was a
0: kid and just scarred me for life no was, way beat the shit out of a guy oh just, wow really oh yeah just like <laughs> pulled, <laughs> just ran a guy down just and like pulled him over to the side just wham, wham, wham. <laughs> I, mean, I was like eight or nine just seeing this like, ah, oh my God, my father wow. is a monster and just oh, beat the man. shit out of this guy. They got right back in the car and was like, you want to get ice cream? Like ah. it totally didn't happen. And they say there's no yeah. positive male role models. <laughs> just beat the shit out of this guy. Did he? Uh, just drove off, didn't get caught or anything. Just, did you guys never talk about no, it? No, never talked about it. Wow. I've, I've never brought it up. To, this is the first time I've talked about it, I think. Jesus. I might have told a few people here and there, but. My but, God. Yeah, it's definitely my therapist, maybe, but I've never brought it up really. You got to ask him about that. Yeah, see, he, you
1: know, maybe he's kind of found God at this point, so I don't know how like, he would approach you're like, it. Dan, yeah. I got to bring something up. Do you remember that time, remember that time? We were? <laughs> you ran a guy over and you pulled him out and you beat the shit out of him? It's like, <laughs> can you be more specific? <laughs> <laughs> what mean, year was it? Yeah. I did that a few times. <laughs> that could have been a daily occurrence. Were the know? Cowboys in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Talk to me. Cause that's what I was mad about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, uh, I mean, Jesus, dude, that's that's a crazy story.
0: You know, my dad was, a, I mean, crazy, like, biker-type, ridiculous, topless bar guy, owned uh-huh. a bar when we were a kid. Yeah. Like, it was basically, it started out as a regular bar, the and Downtown Lounge in Wichita Falls,
1: Texas. And then... Been there. Been to, <laughs> I've been to Wichita Falls. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, I've really. Performed a, it was a comedy zone, I think, or something similar. Yeah. Wichita, Wichita
0: Falls, T- Texas? Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, okay. not, yeah. Not, yeah not Wichita, Kansas. Okay. Wichita Falls. Uh, Texas. Where the falls is basically
0: you drive in and it's like 10 cinder blocks with a water hose going over it. Like, that's their falls. I didn't, yeah. see, I didn't see the falls. They made a little makeshift falls. It's horrible.
1: Yeah. And then named the town after it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Pretty much. But so it's, you owned a bar there? He owned a bar? And it was a top. Bar. bar? It was like a...
0: It, it went from, like, this interesting story. It went from, like, uh, just regular bar and then kind of a biker bar. And then one night, um, I guess one of the the old ladies from the biker gang kind of got up and started just taking her clothes off. And I remember being a kid playing pinball in this place, and I remember looking over at the old lady and she's stripping and stuff. I'm seeing this naked woman just stripping. I mean, I'm, I saw way too much way too early. Yeah. And then I remember she turned around. And she had all these cigarette burns on her back because that's how you get initiated as an old lady in a biker gang is guys have sex with you in the biker gang. And then they put their cigarettes out on your back. Yeah. So I remember just this oh, naked okay. so woman. So to clarify,
1: when you say old lady, you're talking about, you don't mean she was old. No. You mean she was one of their old ladies. Old okay, ladies. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like a biker chick. Yeah. And so I remember seeing that as a kid. Like, hey, lay it's tits. And then turn around. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 that's the kind of life that I had. Wow. <laughs> as a child, mind yeah. you.
1: It takes a lot To become an old lady I had no
0: idea Oh yeah You gotta pay your dues And you gotta be burned
1: By (laughs) like the whole gang Yeah
0: Basically they all have sex With you And they put the cigarette On your back Well at least That particular gang The spiders Or whatever the fuck They were called
1: And uh, so that's how It became a topless bar
0: Oh, yeah, so she initiated it, and then it became, after that, my father was like, yeah, get some chicks in here, and then just became Topless Bar, and then my mom freaked out, and they ended up closing it, but it, it, for a while, it was a Topless Bar. He has, Something
1: clicked. He's like, hey! I'm a parent. <laughs> well, no, I mean, hey, uh, this is, we need to have this all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> The Topless yeah. Bar thing. Yeah, well, my dad was, you know,
0: he dabbled in the cocaine and, you know, that kind of thing, so it was, it was, it you was had a the different cool, kind of lifestyle. You had the coolest dad ever. Let's kinda, face it. Kind of. Let's face it. Very vacant, but, uh, <laughs> but he did have some, he had some some
1: moments, he took you for ice cream after beating the shit out of a dude. That's true. What the? I wonder what the dispute was. What did he cut him off? Or yeah, it was just something like that. He flipped him off. Like, oh, okay. he flipped him
0: off. My father was a very prideful guy and big, big kind of burly guy too. He doesn't. You. But you took a lesson from that, didn't you? Yeah, I'm kind of an asshole. Like I don't take a lot of shit. You know, I don't. I I won't throw down right away, but you know, you can get me there. Yeah,
1: you know, I mean, it's uh, it, it, I bet you. That in in that was him teaching you in his way, you know, uh, and yeah. and and also working at his own personal demons uh, yeah. on this guy's face. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, people don't fuck with me. I think I put a vibe out there that's pretty, you
0: know, whatever. But yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely there's a machismo that I've had to balance out actually, you know, because I I'm the only one in my family who has been arrested, so I tried to kind of go the other direction. You have not been arrested? No, everybody else has been like kind of down that road. Okay, my mom, my dad, my not brothers. for anything ever. Not really. Not locked up, really. Yeah, I've, I've never I've been a cell myself, or anything like I've that. I've prided myself for that. I, mean, I pissed on a church once, and like got a citation with P. Corielli. who we were like, peeing, and we didn't realize we were peeing on church. Mm-hmm. Like, we just thought we were peeing. It was somewhere in the village, and like we looked up at the church, and the next thing, there was a lady cop giving us a ticket. And we are like, come on, man. If it was a dude cop, he wouldn't have cared. <laughs> like, probably not.
1: <laughs> I mean, who knows? It depends on how how they're doing with their quota. Yeah. And, and what their uh, arrest priorities are right then. Which yeah. brings me to uh, pl- uh, Police Commissioner Bratton retiring, and he's uh, going to be gone September 16th. We haven't discussed this yet on uh, New York City Crime Report, and it's a gigantic story. His second tenure coming to a close, uh, and Chief of Department James O'Neill will take over as a new commissioner. And uh, de Blasio, of course, giving him the big send-off, uh, even though they were at odds through... Much of the administration, he says, we will never forget or fail to honor the achievements of Bill Bratton. Uh, he and I have developed an intense bond over these last uh, thirty-one months, and I am happy. I am happy for the future. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck that means? Yeah, he's pumped to get
0: out of there. I, yeah, I don't think you should be able to quit that job. I think it should be like a you know,
1: four years or whatever, just like hang, have to hang in there a little longer. Well, maybe I mean, but uh, you know, they, he had a lot of reason to leave and in terms of uh, the pressure, Um, although he says it's not related to it. There were people who were protesting uh, outside city hall that one of their conditions was, uh, and their conditions were ridiculous. It was uh, related to Black Lives Matter. They want, uh, they wanted Bratton gone. That was number one. They want uh, reparations for people whose families got shot they want uh, for people, uh, families of, of, I guess, people who got shot one way or the other, and I don't know. And I don't. The how would you work that out? A lot of people get shot, yeah, uh, by the cops, I guess. Uh, but uh, in any case, uh, people sue the police department left and right. There's a lot of reparations like that already. Yeah. Forty-one million for the for the Central Park Five, and you can't tell me they didn't at least beat the shit out of that woman. Uh, yeah. However, the rape was disproven, and. That is the bottom line, and uh, they did spend some time in prison for that particular crime. Also, they want the complete disbandment. They want to. They want the police department just taken down, to not exist anymore. They want no police.
0: Yeah, uh, I remember that movie uh, Mad Max. I think they called that. Yeah, that's that's what we need in this country. Sort of an escape from New York kind of situation. Uh, Yeah, favorite movie by the way. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, we don't. I think it's going to get to that eventually. I really do. I think you better start packing your ammo. I understand these crazy nuts now. Like I used to be like these freaking guys with their you know the like you know sheds full their tool sheds full of guns and Mm -hmm. like all this stuff. It's man, it's going to get crazy one day. One day the cops are going to be like no more. because they've had, they've killed too many young black kids, and everybody just quits, and we, it's it's gonna happen, man. I
1: don't know. I hope not. I think we need the police. I think we need to preserve we order. We do. And uh, <laughs> but it's gonna happen. <laughs>
0: you just they keep treating them like that. That's what's gonna fucking happen. Yeah, we're treating the cops like that. Yeah, I think we're treating them like every time there's something you know that happens. We you know these days, these these this day and age, we just take the you know the, yeah. it's the black route or whatever. We 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 just think, oh my god, it was a black person. We don't think about we don't the fact that they had a record or the fact that they had a gun or the fact that that's that's exactly
1: where we go we just go sensitive yeah every single second just right to the sensitive yeah i'm inclined to agree with that i'm beyond inclined to agree i fully agree with that and it's a boy it's a it's a real situation isn't it now he called bratton's contributions to the city inestimable and extraordinary and while addressing him directly he said i'll miss seeing you every single day (laughs) with this deep with this friendship and this deep he said but this friendship and this deep connection will continue which is nonsense they'll never talk to each other again The deep connection and friendship uh, it might amount to it might come in the form of uh, some sort of money changing hands because Bratton did sign on to work for a company where he's going to be making a lot more money. That's what it's about. Yeah, he uh, Tenio Risk. He's going to be the executive chairman and uh, senior managing director and executive chairman of uh, Tenio or Tenio Risk. A uh, it's T E N E O. A chief executive officer advisory firm that will focus on cyber risks, data entry, or excuse me, excuse me, not data entry, data security. <laughs> he's taking an entry level job here <laughs> infrastructure wow. development and crisis response preparedness and more uh, it, it's affiliated with the clintons in some way huh. uh, and uh, he's going to be making a lot more money he he also said that he could he, that he basically sacrificed a million dollars a year yeah heard to, that. to to uh to be uh, the uh the police commissioner so i think i think he made some of those statements in order to counter all this uh the the notion that it was a win yeah, for the protesters and and I'm he, breaking up with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, d- I want to see other people and yeah. I think that that De Blasio uh, was happy to see him go because it looked as if it was a victory for uh, you know the for, yeah for, a, for that both movement. people are fine
0: and then that's one thing that's great about this country is like you can kind of just be half ass at your job and then just go somewhere else and make tons more money mm-hmm. and just Something amazing will just open up. You don't have to be that great. Well,
1: he does have <laughs> a stellar, uh, you know, uh, sort of. Uh, what well, uh, I guess it depends good. on who you talk to. That's yeah. true. I mean, he, he he's been to uh, he was I guess L A. He was the the commissioner there for a long time. Yeah. He was here under Giuliani and uh, Compstat, I believe, and the and uh, the stop and frisk and all that, yeah. uh, like sort of policing. The uh, proactive policing came the, in under him.
0: New York seems to—I mean, just from someone who is here and lives in the city—it seems it, I, I've been okay with it. I feel, yeah. I feel pretty safe. I mean, a guy that has been assaulted and stuff—I mean, I feel like you know, it's—I feel I feel pretty safe.
1: I feel safe. I feel part. for the most part, I feel safe. I've—I've I've never been—I've never really felt uh, like truly at risk. He did also scale back on the stop and frisk uh, when it became uh, unfashionable. And uh, when, when they thought, like, well, I guess our work here is kind of, you know, and, and uh, there's been a lot of comparisons uh, between uh, himself and uh, the former uh, police commissioner who, uh, God, I can, it really bugs me. Greg Kelly's uh, dad, Ray Kelly. Oh, Ray Kelly. <laughs> I can yeah. always think of Gre- Greg Kelly to think of Ray Kelly. To think of all the times I said the words, Ray Kelly. <laughs> In the first couple of years of doing the show, and now uh, it's hard to call it up. But Ray Kelly was a little bit harder on. He was more of a hard ass, I think, than Bratton. Bratton more of a politician. Uh, Bratton more of an administrator. Uh, Bratton more of an easygoing uh, kind of a just a you know personage than than Ray Kelly, who I believe was a Marine and stuff. Uh, Ray Kelly and Commissioner Bratton, regarded by Mario Cuomo, the governor, uh, he says they're probably the Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig of police commissioners. I believe these were really two of the best. He said people can argue between Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, who they like better, but there's no doubt that Ray Ray Kelly and Bratton were two of the finest. That seems like a pretty fair assessment. Now, Al Sharpton uh, has mixed feelings on Bratton. He supported the outgoing commissioner for overseeing the end of Stop and Frisk, but blamed him for the broken windows policy of policing. And he says, uh, I feel that broken windows policing is broken policing. Although, one thing about Sharpton, he's always <laughs> looking for the turn of a phrase, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, broken policing. I uh, I disagree strongly with that. I think that, like, yeah, if some shit's broken, then fix it. If if, uh, if a window's broken, then you know, don't let shit get out of hand. There's nothing wrong with arresting somebody for breaking a small law if it's against the law. And uh, policing, it's really broken windows policing is just... It's just enforcing the law. It's yeah. enforcing low level crimes. Yeah. He's saying, Well, you gotta just let all that shit go? I I just don't think that's that's not realistic at all.
0: No. I mean you don't have to turn into like Taiwan or something where people are getting arrested for, you know, chewing gum or whatnot. <laughs> I don't but think I don't want to cane anybody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not like that. No, but yeah, I don't but know. But if somebody jumps a turnstile and they find a gun, it's it's hard to argue that like yeah, maybe we found that because we were enforcing him, you know, beating the fair. Yeah, no, I I go crazy.
0: I mean, I you know, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my Native American background, but when somebody litters, like I I go insane. Like it's just like <laughs> the really? one tear rolling yeah. down the <laughs> yeah, top. just one tear every time. It's like, <laughs> you drop that Wendy's cup, I go
1: to horrible to cry my eyes out
0: sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it drives me insane It's like I remember I yelled at a lady when I chased her down the sidewalk She was She was Pushing a, a baby carriage And then she had a Wendy's cup or something And she just Threw it on the ground And On the sidewalk Just threw it down Didn't even I mean there was no trash can anywhere She just threw it on the ground And then just kept pushing the, And then I yelled at her And I said Yeah you're a great example For your kid yeah. Like you're just gonna like Just throw that on the ground There's a trash can Like you could just walk over To the trash can It's not that hard to do Yeah Great example for your kid Eating at Wendy's <laughs> Why do you have to have the better joke? It's (laughs) because it's your show. I get it.
1: But it's good. That's the punchline. That's the
0: punchline. Thank you. I'm using that, and then I jerk off into it for my redhead joke. But uh, yeah, Wendy.
1: thank you i needed a new minute and a half but uh yeah so anyway but i think petty crime and you chased her down and what did she say when you when you confronted her with all that let me guess shrugged oh mortified she she was
0: a little scared i I can get a little crazy like i got crazy eyes you know (laughs) Big bearded weird you pulled out the crazy eyes on the litter yeah i'll go crazy i'll cut you man did you throw it away or did you give it to her and tell her to throw it away I tried to give it to her. She wouldn't, you know, at that point, I'm just yelling at an old lady. Yeah. And uh, I think she was like the grandma, actually. And oh so my God. back in her day, you know, nobody cared about pollution. So I just grabbed it and threw it away. But I just I made everybody know that I was throwing it away. Look at me. I'm. <laughs>
1: I became that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a better person. It's so funny to me that like a dog can take a dump on the sidewalk and they, they make you pick that up, you know. But and uh, you should, it's and, they, and you should, of course. But disgusting. like litter, you know. I mean, I guess it's true. Oh, wait, what am I saying? I'm trying to draw some sort of a parallel no, between no, no, the no, no, two.
0: No. But but d- people definitely like overlook the litter a little more than dog shit, and dog shit actually goes away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it does. like a piece of plastic is going
1: to be there forever. The dogs take a lot of dumps. I guess is what I'm saying. I didn't realize that until you could actually see it not picked oh, yeah. up. It's disgusting. A lot of little dogs living in a lot of little apartments, uh holding their little bowels, waiting to release I mean, it on the world. It's not
0: even a cultural thing. Like it just should just be like, don't you want to just walk down your sidewalk without shit on it? Don't you don't you have like some new timberlands that you don't want shit on? Like yeah. don't you don't you give a fuck a little bit?
1: Yeah. You know what it's, I mean? Like it's, it's not
0: a white thing, it's not a cultural thing. It's just it's dog shit. Pick it up. Yeah. Even it's if gross. it's gross shoes,
1: you can track it into your home. It's gross. Dog like, shit is the worst. Now one uh, political reporter here uh said that cheers and a few middle fingers from uh, protesters greeted Bratton and his wife as they walked out of City Hall after announcing his resignation. It's not a resignation. It's a retirement. He's retiring from law enforcement. People need to know that. Not a resignation. It is a retirement. His wife, by the way, Ricky Kleiman, if you're curious, uh, it was... was, not the exit he'd hoped for, according to her. They, they did that uh, Nana, uh, kiss him goodbye thing. You know, hey, hey, goodbye. They, they had that chant, that little oh, song. Oh, that's the worst. It is the worst. It's so hacky.
0: Yeah. Uh, Con, I've done that before. 1969
1: like, in, pop song.
0: Got in the crowd to do it when some asshole heckler was, like, you know, shuffled out of the room. There's a time and a place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that drunk bitch won't
1: stop talking. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> You want to make sure hey, hey. <laughs> you want to make sure you got the crowd on your side. Oh yeah, I've done they, that yeah, more, than more than once. Throw them a little raw I'm meat every lie. once in a while. I'm not going to lie. I, it's always satisfying when that happens when when somebody leaves. Oh, I remember there's been God. times when like a heckler's been a problem through the whole show and then like they they leave during your set. Oh yeah. Because you know, you were the one you were the one where it stopped being fun for them. Sure. And uh that that's when you feel some pride and like, oh, you know what? I made the world a better place. Absolutely. Well, there's also some people, uh, Nat Williams of Harlem, who was uh, just some fucker they talked to. He's not. Uh, he doesn't have a <laughs> position or anything like that. Just some guy who got a mic in front of his face. He's. Uh, he said he was, he's not so sure that Bratton deserved the credit for crime being at historic lows. Uh, here's his quote. He didn't do that. People just stopped doing crime. Oh, shut up. <laughs> That's the same guy that lets his dog shit on the sidewalk. Yeah. People just stopped. <laughs> they just happened to
0: stop. They just stopped. They get bored with it. You know, Netflix, you know. That's, you know, stop people from doing crime. A lot of different
1: just... theories on why broken windows, uh, you know, doesn't work. People say, like, oh, the, the abortion being legalized, you know, is a thing where a lot of people have started getting abortions instead of giving birth to criminals, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, I, that argument has so many implications. <laughs> I just go, well, uh, th- th- you say yeah. you gave birth to somebody who was just destined to be a criminal. Yeah, that, that's a weird thing. Yeah, it's a well, yeah. That that I guess that argues for abortion being a good thing. Yeah, that's a that's a weird book, that whole that, that whole analogy, but uh yeah, I I mean, I don't think like But to just straight up say broken windows is debunked, which a lot of people do. Oh, I thought that that theory's been debunked. People use the word "debunked" as with a lot of finality, as if to say, "like, oh, I've heard evidence that that may contradict it. Therefore, it's debunked. It's, uh, I mean, nothing's debunked. Broken windows is simply enforcing lower-level crimes and using that as a foot in the door to find uh, the, you know, higher-level criminals. You know, I mean, like it's it's as simple as that. Now, whether or not it's it's enforced, uh, you know, equally across." You know, racial lines and stuff like that. I guess that's open for debate. But at the same time, it's 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 like if you're not doing the lower level crime, you can't be arrested for it. Yeah. I mean, it's a blog paragraph. That's all it is.
0: Like, it's not, you know, people have an opinion about it. It could work either way. But I don't
1: know. I, I don't think that people just stop doing crime. No, I've even heard that. that I think you should have
0: shitty kids because sometimes that kid, hey, he might be a criminal, might be a boxer, yeah. might end up being a new hip hop artist. Like he, just because he, you know, grows up in a weird environment, could be might anything. be a running back. You never know.
1: Like, don't I love the way you open up all the possibilities <laughs> for blacks. You could be a boxer, a running back, that's or a, it. Or that's a pretty much artist. it. That's pretty
0: much it. That's pretty much it. I'm not going to go too far with it.
1: Most likely, just a drug dealer. Probably. Let's be real. But, uh, but hey, drug dealers are people too. And they deserve a lot of praise. But, you know, make those beats. In that that red light district that you you want to open up. Be the next Jay Z. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I kind (laughs) of like Jay Z for his song uh, love 99 Problems I think that that's oh, such Rick a... Rubin man that's the fucking dude yeah
0: Rick Rubin the is the producer oh yeah okay. that's why you like that that's why you like that
1: that album is great anything Rick Rubin touches I like far as hip hop goes I love that sentiment more than anything just like you know you, you gotta fucking uh, keep your mind on your business and, and not be always uh, you know you, you, you can't get uh, don't get distracted yeah. by the woman even though sure. she's the, 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 she's got the pussy I understand eventually (laughs) you want to be on good terms, but, uh, yeah, don't let her be your chief problem. Well, uh, James O'Neill, I mean, what do we know about him? He's the highest uniformed officer uh, in the uh, police department, and uh, he's um, the new guy starting on the 16th. So I'm sure we'll be discussing him a lot. He had a mustache that he compared to Tom Selleck's. He says he had a better stash and you throw throwback through Thursday. He looked pretty know. good in that picture, and,
0: man, he aged quickly. Like, yeah. it, it's weird how it's like he looked kind of a good-looking dude, and then he's just kind of like, what happened,
1: dude? Something, when, something it, about fighting crime for a, a couple of decades, <laughs> I guess. Well, is that what it is? That's why, yeah, <laughs> they're all too old for this shit. You, know? <laughs> you either get too old for this shit or you get promoted. And uh, this, uh, this uh, uh, I'll tell you what Sharpton says. He wants a meeting with the guy immediately. He says, uh, Mr. O'Neill needs to immediately meet with civil rights leaders, faith leaders, Sharpton said. And, you know, he wants to sit down. I don't think so. I mean, like, I'm not Sharpton. I'm not, like, in that camp or anything. I don't think that uh, you need to uh, meet with faith leaders. Why, why, why does, how does that involve the cops? You know what I mean? Like, I understand you're, you want the commissioner to be somewhat of a politician. How about just enforcing crime? Uh, how about enforcing the law and, uh, and, and, and fighting crime?
0: Yeah, I mean it's, you know, it's that cannot be I can't even imagine what kind of job that is managing all those officers and stuff and but I think it's training and it's communication and it's sensitive training, you know, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they need to retrain maybe and figure out ways to kind of figure out why, you know, and try to try to understand who these people are on a personal level, you know? Try to figure out which guy's a little fucking nuts. Like, maybe kind of know mm-hmm. who's on your force and who's, you know, the guy that's twitching in the corner. Maybe give him a desk job, you yeah. know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> the guy that's got a swastika tattoo on his back. You know, maybe not let him, yeah, you know. Just yeah. just just know, you know your people. Let you him know? work behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah,
1: know your people. Yeah, I think uh, that... Of course, you got to be sensitive with the community that's a definite thing I mean you have to be sensitive to what's going on you have to know what's going on and be responsive to that and not reactive and uh, I, I also think that whenever uh, you wholesale call which you're not but which I think de Blasio did call the police department a racist you know and, and say that like yeah, you gotta watch out uh, you know the the talk and all that stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it, it comes to a point where you go look I mean this is just as generalizing and uh, and and uh, really wrong as as anybody being a racist, you know?
0: Yeah, but I also think people are taking advantage of the sensitivity. Criminals are taking advantage of the sensitivity and every time, you know, they actually do something wrong and they get pulled over, Mm -hmm. automatically it's a fucking video and it's like, you know, you got pulled over for doing something illegal and then you're automatically going to make it about race. No, you're an asshole that did something and we're pulling you over for it and then you're going to make it something else Mm -hmm. and they're using that as a moment to, hey, maybe I'll get, you know, maybe you'll hit me with a stick and I'll make three million. Yeah. It's, I mean, that is, I'm not saying, that's always the case for sure it's not but it's definitely you could see it in some of these things happening online it becomes a power shift yeah, you know where absolutely. like you, you no
1: longer feel that you are you know free to enforce the law proactively they won't approach anybody as much yeah. as they used to they don't want people to uh, arrest nobody's getting arrested for pissing anymore it's just a summons yeah. uh, has to be just a summons and uh yeah, it, it, things have changed. It's 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 like uh, the the days of uh, of of stop and frisk and proactive policing and and stuff like that are, are I guess at an end. And now it's but I think that that. I, I do think that will result in some increase in crime. I mean, it just seems huh. inevitable, because yeah. uh, the, the cops are so reticent now. You had a new record I can't wait to uh, tell people about, called oh, Stop yeah. Telling People That. You're going to tell people about Stop Telling People That? I, I'm never going to stop telling people about <laughs> that. I appreciate I, it. You guys, you, you're a, a comic who is telling jokes. You're a comic who, nice. uh, uh, to me, like, uh, I like a lot of punchlines. I like, I like a good energy, you know, and it's, it's a good pace. And there's nothing worse than listening yeah. to a comedy album and it takes forever for it to get to something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, yeah. Like, really the early Cosby stuff I always thought was super overrated. Yeah. You know, I mean, my, my, uh, Russell, we were brothers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's you I don't know. Care. I'm a
0: big Stephen Wright guy and a Rodney guy and a Mitch Hedberg guy. And I just yeah, and David Tell. Like those those are guys that I just love that yeah. that's that energy getting there quick and just bam bam bam. Well, my girl's a vegetarian. I don't know if you've ever it's exhausting. <laughs> All they talk about is that you shouldn't eat all day long. Me and my girl actually had this fight. She said, If you really love the animals, you stop eating meat. You don't eat lettuce, carrots, grains, vegetables, kale. I said, if you really love the animals, you stop eating all their fucking food. <laughs> because of you, there's a skinny bunny.
1: David Tell in particular changed everything for me. Yeah, it was like so flipping on a light switch. So when the first good. time I saw, i like, oh, this is the way it's supposed to be. Now, yeah. when you uh, do this, you you performed at a New York Comedy Club and you turned it over quick. Like it seems like you got it out real fast after after uh, the recording. A little bit, not actually as fast as you think. It was like November, so of last year. So okay. it took yeah. a little
0: while, about eight months, about because I you know wanted to mix it and do it. So it was a little while. And of course, you've re- you've written a new hour since then. which Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> so uh, that's the hardest thing. I tell myself that I'm like, okay, come January, I'm getting rid of all these jokes. And then I'm like, oh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, But I really want to. I want to like, you know, because I got it in me. We all do. But yeah. we just get lazy. And it's just like, you know, we got to like turn it over. I love this club, New York Comedy Club. I was a busboy here. I was a busboy and a cook. I used to clean toilets and drop mozzarella sticks. <laughs> I don't think that's legal, but we did it here had to pay my dues here, man. It was great. I remember one time I dropped some mozzarella sticks. I did it for stage time. I dropped mozzarella sticks, and they were like, there's no comics, you gotta go on stage. So I went on stage, I was killing it, having a good set, and all of a sudden I forgot that I dropped mozzarella sticks. And there was a vent right there, and it started pouring smoke into the showroom. And I was like, did somebody order mozzarella sticks? I think they're done. And then one time, I remember being up here, this used to leak, used to like rain would come into the club. And one time, a bunch of comics were on stage, thinking nothing about it, just with an umbrella and electric microphone telling our fucking jokes <laughs> while the rain's coming down on the umbrella. That's fucking CBGB's comedy right there. And then one more, and I'm on there was one guy, who was on stage, right? And he's on the stool like this, and he's telling jokes. And this woman starts screaming. And we're like, he thinks it's because of his material, but there's a rat with a fucked up leg going in and out of the, right here. And he doesn't even see it. And it's like going in and out of this thing here. And I come up and I scoop it in a dustpan and just keep walking like nothing happened. And I drop it off at the local Chinese restaurant. And that's how we got here.
1: It always changes according to what I'm doing with a woman. If I'm a married person, a divorced person, I've I've been married, divorced, single, Going through a divorce, about to go through a divorce, about to get married, engaged, uh, all forms of like things where you describe, like, here's where I'm at right now with that. (laughs) You know, Uh, so I I were like telling people, I just went on a, you know, you meet a woman, you fall in love, and and, uh, and getting married quickly, you know, like I, I got married so, I didn't get married quickly. I moved in with a woman after five dates. After uh, yeah. you know my uh, crazy. first marriage, yeah, it's crazy. It's funny because I was actually a Mormon for a while, and I didn't even get married. And you, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: were... <laughs> twice, <laughs> yeah, and you were Mormon.
1: Like that's you must unbelievable, have, you must have respected the institution <laughs> a little more than me. I, well, I, I just... think I kind of got married with a shrug the first time. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I the second somehow time. avoided it. Yeah, good job. By the way, yeah, eh, whatever. It's it's hard to find a woman who loves you enough to make your life miserable. Sometimes. Yeah,
0: I mean, I wear a ring and live with my girl, so I feel like it's the same stupid thing. It's like I just don't have like tax
1: you'd brackets like, You'd like to think so, but I tell you, there's a difference. And, sure, and as sure. As somebody who's done it both, I've lived with her with a woman forever, and then and then been married before uh, yeah, three know times it, yeah. now. And like when you get the law involved and you actually do that step, it gives it a kind of like door slamming shut behind you finality that uh, rings in your ears until your death. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good sales pitch you got there, buddy. I know. (laughs) I'm not encouraging (laughs) it. I'm saying, good job. Keep it up. I'm telling you. <laughs> There's a difference in the cliff and then what's beyond, you know. Yeah, stop telling people yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> you can get it on iTunes. I know I got my copy. And a great cover, too, man. And that's not oh, said yeah. enough about a comedy album, but I love the front of it. It looks like oh, a thanks. Molly Hatchet album from the 70s. There you go. That's what Zach Lowe's going for. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's so cool. Uh, uh, it's called Stop Telling People That. It's Dustin and if Thank you guys you. have listened, then, uh, you know, and by the way, people turned it off. <laughs> I can. This is way beyond anybody's Everybody's listening like, capability. Yeah, like but, three guys, yeah, they're always at your show.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are the ones going like, "We do
1: listen the whole time." Thank you for, for hanging out, but I know you're not there anyway. Uh, and uh, and and hey, look, um, I always love coming to uh, Greenwich Village Comedy Club, where uh, where you appear frequently. Sure. And uh, Green, Greenwich Village Comedy Club is uh, just a it's it's my undoubtedly favorite club in the city because it's it's. Got the New York City feel down more than any of these other rooms. You're uh, you're in a basement. First of all, it's got to be a basement, right? Yeah, it has to be a basement downstairs, and it's got that uh, structure where the laughs just kind of bounce around and get such a fun uh, snap in the room. Grange Village Comedy Club, and I'll be there uh, in some days in September, and uh, you'll be coming up there in uh, the near future. Sure. Down cool. and, and hang out. And see it you come see like, it. Like a, a lot of New Yorkers there, which is cool. Yeah. Kids, tourists and New Yorkers. It's Good. Nice group. You uh, know. Uh, going on the road anytime soon? Uh, on the road a little bit.
0: Um, you can catch me just uh, my tour dates on my website at Dustin Chafin. And I'm um, also uh,
1: that's smart because this might not air for six months. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I'm going to be on uh, Red Eye on Fox uh, the, on the 30th. I don't know if this airs by then. But, uh sure. Okay, so uh, check, me out. check me out there. Man, I'd love to do
1: Red Eye. Fox, uh, Yeah, the last time I did a gut film was oh. a million years ago. Dustin Chang, I'm so happy yeah, to have you on that. Please come out again. Thanks for being Thank here. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Is it over?